You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The podcast that probes the Savage Steve Holland classic, Better Off Dead, with one Q-tip at a time. And I'm Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are swabbing out the waxy buildup of Minute 53, which starts with Jenny seasoning a tentacular lunch and ends with a mount full of Q-tips. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> A mouthful of Q-tips. <laughs> a mouthful of Q-tips. A mouthful of Q-tips. You've already completely gone off the rails. <laughs> I know the tentacular was mine. Why do you let me write? Why do I have to write the scripts? <laughs> what is a mouthful of Q-tips? Let's just speculate on a little behind-the-scenes action here. When I wrote mouthful of Q-tips, yes. I obviously didn't mean a mountain full of Q-tips, right? Right. So what did I mean when I wrote that? I would uh, guess mouth. Mouthful of Q-tips. I like it. A mouthful of Q-tips. That's not as funny as I thought it would be. (laughs) I thought the answer would be less crazy. More crazy. Less crazy. (laughs) Oh, how about a summary, Jason? Shall I? Yes. In the last minute, uh, Lane made good his escape from Johnny's army of paperboys only to find his brother's room full of trashy women. Who we have determined are hookers? <laughs> are we on the same page about that? I'm still um, dubious. You're like, yeah, he just picked him up, huh? Yeah, with his uh, charm, you know? Well, and his knowledge that he gained from... The uh, book, How to Pick Up Trashy Women. Uh, as the minute begins, the family is gathered around the table while Mom boils lunch and Dad wonders where Lane is. Okay. In the last minute, we were talking about lunch a little bit. Yes. And uh, I didn't get a chance to look up to see if there is a creature that has tentacles and claws. But in this minute, eh, we find out we don't really need to know that because she puts a tentacle into the boiling water. Right. That's been chopped off of something. Yeah. Which makes you think, okay, is there like a store you can just buy tentacles? Well, I mean, but it's moving. Yeah. So it's just a tentacle. A sentient tentacle. Demon-possessed tentacle? What was the name of that movie with the hand? The Hand. No. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was the name of the movie, too. But I'm thinking older, newer than 70 years old movie. Um... Idle Hands. Oh, I was thinking of, like, Hands of Orlock, uh, Beast with Five Fingers. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Like, I'm not even in the same class as you when it comes to movie knowledge. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Idle Hands is yes. the only movie I can think of. The classic. The <laughs> 90s classic, Idle Hands. The Tentacles. Are they just demon-possessed? This joke is going nowhere. <laughs> this episode is completely off the rails. How are they moving? Why are they moving? I guess that's a subset of how are they moving? How long ago were they chopped off? Is it at her feet? Yeah, just big old you know, squid head just plopped down there between her shoes. Does she have a giant hatchet? <laughs> She's got to have a mallet, too, to tenderize the tentacles. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to make tentacles, you would want to tenderize them because I guess they're chewing, kind of rubbery. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. She's not faking it. They're not getting hog anus. <laughs> They're getting real, real tentacle. 
<laughs> so there's that at least. Is it becoming a creature as she puts it together? Hmm. It's like assimilating. I'd like to think that Jenny is a god. <laughs> or a mad scientist. Well, evidence. She has weird creatures. Mm-hmm. And she has boiling water. Yeah. And she has dry ice. Dry ice is a dead giveaway. You can't have a uh, mad scientist without dry ice. You can have dry ice without being a mad scientist, but you can't be a mad scientist without having dry ice. Yeah. Wow, so what do you think Dad's working on here? I'm guessing probably work. Somebody's taxes. You know, here's something we haven't dealt with for a while that I know you love when I bring up. What day is it? The, uh, day, at least the day after New Year's because it's morning. It's the next morning. It's at least the next morning. So did we determine that this is 1985 or it turned into 1986 in the movie? Canonically, what two years does this movie take place in? I mean, they, they never actually say the year. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm making some assumptions. Yeah, but you can't get more 80s. You know? No, no, it's 80s. Yeah. It's definitely 80s. I think it's 85 to 86. I mean, it was filmed in 84, or it was filmed at the beginning of 85. Yeah. So is it a period piece that's depicting <laughs> 1984? <laughs> no, it's obviously meant to be contemporary in 1985. Back in my day, we had crab squid for lunch every morning, <laughs> and we liked it. <laughs> crab squid. Crab squid! Squid-a-push. Squid-a-push! <laughs> Henceforth, it shall be Squidipus. <laughs> it doesn't even address the crab appendage. <laughs> Just squid and octopus put together. <laughs> but I like it better. I, I think anyone watching this movie in 1985 when it came out is just thinking contemporary, and as they project themselves into this movie, they just think 1985. Therefore, New Year's Eve is 85 to 86. Works for me. That works for you? Okay, so let's set the Wayback Clock for 1986. I wonder if this will break my computer. <laughs> oh, this is taking a <laughs> I kind of regret doing this now. <laughs> it's on a Wednesday. Oh, I remember having this conversation. Yes, New Year's Eve is on a Wednesday. Is it possible that they... Wait a minute. No school is in session during New Year's Eve. No school has a New Year's Eve dance. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's going on? Did Savage Steve Holland go to high school? Well, yeah, I mean, that's where he got the, the name Savage. Am I just being regional and they have New Year's Eve dances at high schools? Maybe it was a California thing. Because we're on winter break right now, obviously because of the fog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad weather. So if New Year's Eve is Wednesday... That means it would make sense that people are going to work on Thursday. The lawyer would go to work on Thursday because lawyers don't take New Year's Day off. That isn't how lawyering works. The restaurant wouldn't take the day off because that ain't how restaurants work. So it makes sense that now it's Thursday. It's Thursday the second. We have a definite day then. Jenny is dressed to the nines. Jenny is looking fine this morning. She has her full Little House on the Prairie going on. Yeah, complete with that uh, hot pad looking apron. And by hot pad, you mean hot pad. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually fully dressed all the way, neck neck high, has a bow around her neck. <laughs> the wardrobe choices for her in this movie. Dad and Jenny both are very unique people. This really is like they got 
wardrobes out of the attics of high school plays. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. It's like we have a mom and a dad, and he's a lawyer. Okay, so he needs something sort of dressy. Well, we'll get the leopard skin silk shirt <laughs> with the sweater vest. Mom will be wearing a buttoned all the way up to the to the ears. Little Huss on the Prairie dress with a apron and a bow. <laughs> Badger will be wearing a tuxedo shirt. I think Badger just wore whatever the uh, actor showed up in. You think it was his his whole fashion sense? No, it screams it screams Steve Holland yeah. <laughs> all the way through. Everything does. He's such both subtle and overt genius. Yeah, I, I could just imagine like the costumer coming in every day, like <laughs> look what I got for today. No continuity needed. This movie really does advance. Very, you know, this really goes up. This is like Harry Potter long, starting at the beginning of the school year. It starts in summer. Yeah. Oh, but it ends in the winter. Right. It's got to be slowing down soon then. So Dad wonders where where Lane is, and that's our cue to go up to Lane. One of the most famous scenes in the movie, yes? Yes. You ever do this when you were a kid? You ever try this out? Before before watching this movie, did you ever do this? I probably... This being sticking Q-tips in the nose and in the ears and the mouth. I've probably done the ears and the nose, but not the mouth, I don't think. I never went quite that far. That'd be unpleasant, wouldn't it? Yeah. All dry. So cottony. Like going to the dentist. Yeah. Like here, stick this in your mouth. Yeah. It'll suck up all the spit. She's using a uh, beater. Oh, yeah. We cut back to the kitchen and Jenny is using a beater. Not not attached to it, just the beater itself. One single attachment for a beater, for for an egg beater. Or mixer. It'd be a mixer. Mixer, yeah. An electronic mixer. Yeah. You know, the ones you lick off of the chocolate when your mom's done mixing up the cake mix stuff? Yeah. What is she making? What does this end up being? What possible dish does this end up being? <laughs> and what crab is that size? Maybe the one from Attack of the Crab Monsters. Oh, I, I, another thing I noticed. In one shot, you see Badger look like he's clipping out like more coupons. But then the next shot, he's writing something down. So he must be filling out the... Uh, Order form. Some kind of order form. Oh, yeah. That's totally what he's doing. There he's clipping it. And then the next scene, he's, he's filling it out. So there must be, like, maybe it's the warranty for the shuttle. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. I know how to answer this question. We need to go back to minute 52 and actually look at the thing that he was filling out. The thing that he's cutting out in this minute is the thing that is shaped like the space shuttle. It's a coupon. And it has a place for his name and his address. Right. And he's going to pay nine dollars and ninety-five cents for this thing. By the way, I thought everything was nineteen ninety-five in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is atomic, so <sighs> so that just throws all your measurements off. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> you know, I don't think I ever did this. Okay, first of all, I just needed to get this addressed. John Cusack, he can't clean his ears and brush at the same time. <laughs> no matter how many times I rewind it and, re- and rewatch it. He can't he can't dig and brush. Right. This is already an adorable move on his part. Chewing the toothbrush. No, John. Why? Why are you chewing the tooth? Don't chew the toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. The only thing missing is like a robot voice. Oh, I never thought about this, but he's he's putting the Q-tips in his mouth that's full of toothpaste. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I I, I <laughs> Why is this happening? Oh, hey, 
I wanted to note something here before we get too far along. Badger is not wearing the classic 80s tuxedo shirt. At first glance, it appears that he is, but in fact, he's wearing a three-piece t-shirt, a three-piece suit t-shirt. <laughs> Which I don't think I've seen outside of this movie. I don't think I've ever seen. And it's pinstriped. Right. He's wearing a three-piece suit with vest, because, of course, three-piece, pinstriped suit t-shirt. <gasps> with cuffs. <laughs> what? It looks like cuff links, too. And with links? What is this? Are these jammies? In fact, I think they're jammies. Yeah. They must be. I wonder if they have footies. <laughs> <laughs> with spats. This is not this is not at all what I thought it was. It isn't it isn't the classic 80s tux t-shirt. It is three-piece suit jammies. Cool, man. I like Badger more every time I see him. Classy guy. Well, I'm thoroughly skeeved out now <laughs> by the whole Q-tips in a mouthful of toothpaste. What's he going to do when he spits those out? What's going to happen? Oh, it's going to stick to the side of the sink, if not the side of his mouth. You're welcome for those mouth noises, everybody. You got any other notes for this minute? Nope. Well, then I'll go into a totally spontaneous, not planned at all, closing for the show. The Better Off Dead Minute podcast is a fan project by Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel. The movie Better Off Dead was created by Savage Steve Holland and presented by Warner Brothers in association with A&M Films. The Better Off Dead Minute podcast is produced and edited by Curtis Blaze. Our opening music, Suicide For You, is by Skatrid. You can follow the Better Off Dead Minute on Twitter at BOD Minute and on our Facebook group at the Better Off Dead Minute Crisis Support Service and at betteroffdeadminute.com. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail or text at 712-830-7373. And also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Hey, thanks everyone for uh, listening to the Better Off Dead Minute. And thank you to the Star Wars Minute guys for graciously allowing us to steal this format. In spite of the fact that there's been a lot of question about whether or not we're going to fulfill our mandate and finish the show. If you would like to listen to other Movies by Minutes podcasts, check out MoviesByMinutes.com. The entire list of them is there as of today. There are 99. We're getting ready to turn the odometer over and hit that big 100. Ah, uh, you can join us tomorrow for the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast, Minute 54. Until then, I'm Curtis. And I'm Jason. Good night. Good night. Today we are swabbing out the waxy... <laughs> oh, I gotta do it at least once. We're so fucking funny, aren't we? <laughs> We're geniuses. <laughs>